Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. I hope everyone's having a great day. Happy birthday, Tommy Waddle. It's also our good friend uh, Bruce Levine's birthday today. Oh, Bruce. I believe, uh, who doesn't love Bruce? Uh, everybody loves Bruce. Doesn't uh, doesn't Sir Charles share a birthday with the guys, too? I think today's Barkley's uh, birthday. I, I, it could be Barkley's birthday. Maybe. It is. Barkley is 61 today. Your Happy birthday. You, you guys want to do birthdays? No, we Listen, just I'm wanna, wishing our good friends Tom Waddle and Bruce Levine a happy right. birthday. It's, Rihanna, it's Rihanna's birthday. Oh, that's a happy birthday. It's Miles. You should probably text him. It's Miles Teller's birthday. Why don't you text, happy birthday? Birthday? Why don't you text the, the well, wife? How old's Rihanna? You got her number still, don't old you? Enough. She's Kelly. 35. Yeah, text Kelly. 35. Tell him to go to Donut Vault and get him a donut from us. It would be Kurt Cobain's birthday. He's dead. <laughs> He is dead. It's yep. Cindy Crawford's birthday. Chris in the background goes, happy birthday. It's happy C- birthday. Cindy Crawford's birthday. Yeah. Boy, today's a pretty good day. It, would be, it would be Sidney Poitier's birthday. Wow. Poitier. He's also dead. Yes, he, he is, is dead. Uh, Academy is a, Award winner, Olivia Rodrigo's birthday. Dude. She's not dead. This is an incredible oh, Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, she's pretty popular amongst the kids. Yeah, come on now. Well, I, yeah. mean, I don't know. I'm I know. My daughter up. likes her, so I know her. I'm not surprised. She's pretty popular. Well, I'm glad we did a few a quick birthday segment there. It's been a while. This is a really good day. <laughs> save your save your energy for the lunch rush, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up more birthdays, guys. Come on. I don't know if you could top what you already gave us. Trevor this Noah's really, birthday. This is an incredible birthday day. Wow. <laughs> Highlighted by our teammate Tom Waddle. Let's say hi to Eddie on the north side. Oh, Eddie. Hey, Eddie, what's going hey, on? Hey, boys, good afternoon. So uh, you look at Mac Jones's uh, stats. He, he had an awesome rookie year. And then, I mean, he, he knew he was going to lose his coach this year, and his coach is taking him in, taking him out. I mean, you're all over the place as a quarterback then in your head and everything. I wouldn't be surprised if they do run him out. But I have one question for you guys. If Caleb Williams has a rookie year in Chicago, he throws 21 touchdowns. He has almost 4,000 yards and five rushing touchdowns. Do you think that would be a good year? Yes. And what if he had 21 interceptions? I don't like that's a lot of interceptions. That's the Sam Howell year. That's the Sam Howell <laughs> yeah, year. But, as a but rookie, would you run him out again? It's also a Brett Favre year. Yeah, well, yeah, would you run him out again? I, I absolutely would for Washington. I'm thinking Washington's going to move down in the draft, trade the number two pick, and pick up Harrison or, or all the, this other tight end and everything and run him out with a new coach and everything. I mean, he didn't do that bad. He had five games of over 300 yards passing, throwing four touchdowns against Philly, one interception. Oh, how you mean? Yeah, yeah, he's talking about Sam Howell. Howell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, I mean, how, like we talked about this a little bit yesterday. It was all the dropbacks that probably, it, 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 I mean, 612. 612 yeah, 612, 614. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eddie, thanks, man. It's a it, lot of dropbacks. And he led the league in sacks and interceptions. That, you, yeah. know, you drop back 600 times. Yeah, that's 21 and 21. That's not what you're looking for, guys. He did almost throw for 4,000 yards, though. So he's got that going. I guess for that's him. where Eddie was going. Like, yeah. Would you just, you know, would you consider that a successful year? And, there's really not much talk out of Washington that they might ride with Sam Howell, right? It does seem like they're going to draft one of the quarterbacks. Sam Howell will be going into year three this season. He started 18 games. 
The record's miserable. He's also on a bad team, right? just like Justin. But, uh, yeah, 612 attempts last year. He did just miss 4,000 yards in 17 games. So he threw for, what is that, 232 per game. 21 touchdowns, 21 interceptions, and 65 sacks. That's a whole lot. Pete's in Skokie on ESPN 1000. Hey, Pete. Peter. Peter. Hello, Pete. <laughs> yes. Hello. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're this on. This is now Pete. your time to Pete. speak, Pete. You're, you're on. on the radio. Oh, I had a question. I had a question for you. Yeah. I've been waiting this in my head. If they could trade from one to two with Washington and get their first round pick this year, first rounder next year, second rounder this year, second rounder next year, and an offensive lineman that they think can play, and then trades from two to three with New England and get the same deal, you're getting a hell of a haul. And the best part is you're going to have two first-round picks next year from teams that have rookie quarterbacks. So if you keep Justin and he's not the guy, you're going to have one of those teams in the first in the top three probably next year because they're going to stink like Carolina did. All right, uh, Pete. But, Pete, but you overvalued exactly what you're trading for. We went over what it would be from going from one to two. Yeah, it's unlikely you'd get a future first. Right. You'd get uh, the two second rounders, and you talked about a third a rounder, third right, rounder. Pete? Yeah. Two second and a thirds. What am I calling Pete? Carmen. Yeah. Well, Pete was on the line. Two seconds and a third, and then you'd probably end up getting the same thing going from two to three. Right? Seconds yeah. and a third. Yeah, and when it's only one spot, yeah. A little bit more of a premium if New England wanted to go from three to one, and you might squeeze an additional first-round pick out of them. Like Thank first you. Round pick exactly. Seems very unlikely that you'd be able to and do that with nobody's Washington. looking to do you a favor by letting you draft, go down one, one, and then maybe five to eight. Right. Nobody's looking to do you a favor and, and just give, give you, you so picks. many damn draft choices you don't yeah. know what to do with them. That's a good point. AJ's in Orland Park on the south side. What's up, AJ? Hey. Uh, hey, what's up? Um so I was just, you know, in like like in terms of the draft capital, you know, uh, moving up from one to two, or, uh, or uh, from uh, from two to one for Washington. I feel like you could get a future first, maybe even two, like what Schefter was saying, because like a a player of like a player of Caleb's caliber at first overall has never been traded really. Like has 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 luck, you know, like when 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 Andrew Luck was there, when Joe Burrow was there. Like these are like generational transcendent talents and like when you had the first pick like for me i wouldn't trade it i just think i just think williams is that much better of a prospect than mayor daniels and plus like you you keep on accumulating these picks what like what like what is draft at like draft assets anyway it, it's to go get your quarterback to so in the future years if we have all these draft assets but we don't believe anybody's better than caleb right and and and, and even if we do who says that team is going to trade that pick to us with whatever we we like we offer? I feel like if we have the first pick, we have to take our swing yeah. right now. And he is he is a transcendent talent from what I've seen. Like, and if if people are comparing him to Mahomes and all that, why are we even like discussing like trading the pick? Like, yeah. I feel like our franchise we just have not had a franchise quarterback our entire existence. Like, we really need to just like just like get one, you know, because. That's how you win Super Bowls in this league consistently, like for for decades plus. Like great teams, yeah, they they make a Super Bowl every now and then, you know, and like like eventually attrition sets in, contractual obligations, and you can't really sustain an elite roster for that long. No. Elite rosters, they get to the Super Bowl and they lose to the transcendent talents like QB. Look at Mahomes, like look at the Niners, eight All Pros all around. Like 
you get to the Super Bowl, but then you lose. Like, they have zero Super Bowls with that team, and Mahomes is three. We need to get that transcendent. Yeah, it'd be nice. I hear you, AJ. Don't disagree. You know, the guys that make the Final Four every year, it's it's no secret who they are. You know, how long have we been talking about this? Uh, think, you know, uh, Rodgers, what, played in five. Big Ben, I think, played in five. Peyton played in five or six. Brady played in 14 conference finals, you know, made the Final Four 14 yeah, times. So Holmes has been there six times. Yep. Favre, I think, had uh, four or five appearances in the Final Four, you know. Uh, it's it's no it's Peyton Manning. I think I mentioned Brady, ben, Big Ben. It's no secret who it is. I mean, you'd love to get one of those guys. It's going to be your best bet of really sustaining something. And we maybe be overthinking this whole damn thing. You know, we're putting putting. Oh, I have together. a feeling we are. I have a feeling that we we may be just doing a bunch of goofy exercises here, trying to figure out what might might not happen because that's what we do. I have a feeling we are. Like, I mean, honestly, if right now, Feb twenty. We all had to put down some sum of money that made us slightly nervous. And your options are uh, the Bears trade out. Or to stay there. Or the Bears stay That's there. Right. And I won't even That's say a simplest. quarterback. Like, but right. the Bears stay there and draft a right. quarterback. Let's say, I won't say which one. Exactly. Where are we putting the money that makes us nervous? The Bears stay there and, and draft quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys agree? Money that makes you a little nervous. That means something. That means something. Money that means something. Where are you putting it right now? If I had to make a guess at this moment, put a a large chunk of change on the table for it, I would say Fields will be traded. The Bears will take Caleb Williams one. Yeah, there you go. That's what I would put the money on. All kind of right right now. I think we'd all, and I think most anybody that's kind of followed this or is reading those tea leaves that we talked about. And I would hedge with a little uh, a little chunk of money on uh, Drake May. I, I think it, it's Let's possible. Just say a quarterback. It's yeah, going to be it's, a quarterback. It's possible that whoever, I, I think that's the direction is they decide on a quarterback. That yeah. quarterback goes one, they trade Justin Fields. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'd, I'd bet a couple daycare payments on A couple that. daycare payments on it. That makes you a little nervous, too. Those <laughs> couple daycare payments. Yeah, because I'm going to stay home and watch your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Yurko's right. I mean, it's all, we're, these are the games we have to play right now. What the hell else are we going to do? Ooh. This what else what are we, we going to do? do? This is what we do. What are it's we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about the the, the nine seeded Bulls? No, we're not. Are we going to talk about the hapless Chicago Blackhawks and the disallowed goals over and over again for Connor Bedard? <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do that. People busted our balls talking Hawks when they won yeah. cups. Let alone now they got fifteen I, I, wins. I, I mean, besides, you know, we can't talk football, Blackhawks. Besides football, Jerry Reinsdorf trying to petition Springfield to allow him to have a billion dollars. Him and his partners, a billion dollars. Right. I mean, Jerry's running around of, like his hair's on fire. Welfare, you know? sports welfare. Right. I mean, that's how amazing. about it, Jerry? Yeah. Boy, the reason, the, the minute call, he realized, the, call he, of this guy. the minute he realized there was a deadline and he had to beat the Bears to the punch. Now he's down in Springfield. Yeah, Jerry hasn't moved this fast. Uh, I can't Call, even think of a funny analogy. In, calling in all I, I was going to say something I probably shouldn't so have said. Tony Springfield. LaRusso. Yeah. Tony's still there. Did you, Tony's, Tony's still there, guys. No, I know, but hiring him. Yeah, back, he moved pretty fast know. for that one. I mean, like, the, Jerry's, now he's in Springfield, hat in hand. I need a billion dollars. You think he's smoking in the Capitol? Absolutely. Oh, of course. Of course. You can't tell me. I'm Jerry. I'm Rindo. Jerry. I can Rindo. smoke where I want. It's my right. This is my Cuban cigar. It's illegal, so smoking inside, and I don't care. Resident of Illinois. 
It's unreal. So, yeah, I we think. can continue to pile on there a little bit. But we, what else are we going to do? That's it. Every day we're in the we've got stories about, like, the Bears are going to trade this. We're going to do that. I don't know what the hell else we're going to do. Nick and Homer Glenn, I think, has been hitting too many shrooms. Mm. Oh, it's crazy season. Do, like I, it's, do we want to go to Nick real quick? Yeah, go to Nick. Real All right, Nick's Nick. and Homer Glenn. What's up, Nick? <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, yeah, so my plan would be, you know, use the first pick on a quarterback. Nine, you got the best player available. But then with having Shane Waldron in the building, what I do is I would go and I would get Geno Smith. If, if you can make it, Justin plus a fourth round for Geno. Bring Geno over, have him teach the new quarterback, the new system, get used to Waldron's everything. And then trade deadline or at the end of the year, you can flip Geno as long as the new guy has his stuff together. All right. That's a, that's a lot of moving parts, Nick. I, but I, they just triggered something in his contract, by the way, in Seattle, where I thought it, it was sort of indicating that he'd be back there. Right, I, I don't know all the particulars. Again, trying to be an expert with the NFL cap, and when you hear things like, well, the dead money is going to preclude them from ever trading him, I'll never believe that again after the Aaron Rodgers fiasco. So I don't know. I know that they triggered some mechanism in Geno's contract last week. Abdallah was reading this, uh, some of it too. I, I don't even remember all what it was, what the specifics were. They, they accelerated some of the, I think, a guaranteed portion that kind of uh, made it seem like it was almost... Basically, they did nothing. And by doing nothing, oh, is that what it was? They did yeah, nothing. They did nothing. Garrett, he had he had a, an, uh, a a date a deadline in his contract that they would either have to cut him or pay him. Got it. A certain amount of money. They did nothing, so they paid him that money. So now he's going to be the feeling is he's going to be on the team because they would have saved like fourteen million dollars or something by not paying him. I don't know. Again, I don't. I don't buy any of it. I don't care what people write or say anymore about this stuff. This the, the Aaron Rodgers thing. I learned my lesson with Aaron Rodgers a year ago. Uh, so who knows? Will they trade Geno? Maybe, but that to me that that's a no for the Bears. That's too many moving parts. Yeah. And then to worry about flipping him and somebody yeah. teaching a new quarterback. You know, having Geno teach the new quarterback Waldron. Shane Waldron will teach the new quarterback his system. That's what he's here. They, for. they don't need Geno Smith. That that's not anything they need. They don't need to start throwing away their own draft capital right. for Geno Smith at this point. They don't need to do I'll that. Trade fields. You want to trade fields there? I I, I, I want to pick. I don't want you know. Oh, yeah, you would trade Justin, I guess. Yeah, for, okay. uh, his right, plan yeah. was yeah, trade to take, Justin. Yeah. Trade Justin Fields. Nah, I don't, no, I don't. I don't need. I don't need. No, Gino okay. if, I'm going to trade Justin Fields. Give me the picks that I can get for him. Whatever yeah, they are, exactly. Whatever they're going to be, exactly. It's fine. I don't need a player back. Give me picks. Yes. Give me a second round pick. Give me a third round pick the year after. That's give me what I. Center. That's what I'd rather have. That second round pick. I can get me a center. Yeah. Uh, let's do the lunch rush when we come back next. 312-332-3776. If you want to ring us up, if you've got a crazy thought for the Bears this offseason, they're listening. So uh, let's give all the ideas we can to Ryan Poles. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Finally taking the Christmas lights down outside. I don't know what they're waiting well, for. Well, the weather's got to be warm enough, Carm. It's been pretty warm. Ah, well, uh, at times, but they weren't prepared for it. They looked at it, and they put it on the schedule, and now they're getting them down. I mean, so good for them. It's two months ago already. A lot of that, like the towns, you drive oh, through the little towns. The they, yeah, yeah, well, those are the things the, that need to be done, Carm. Christmas lights on. You it's know. Like, you get the Christmas lights down. It's been nice. All right, time for the lunch rush. 
where we turn it over to Mr. Adam Abdallah. Hello. Hello, Adam. Oh, it's the lunch rush. It's time to go fast. It I got the full, I got five of these things for right. you. Five it out. It's not Aki's A-list. It is not Muslim musings. It is the lunch <laughs> rush. If we, I got five if we have time for If we don't, I'll present you with another trade proposal first. Mm. This is from Mike Tenenbaum on today's Get Up. With the Giants, the Bears would get, obviously the Giants would get the number one pick. The Bears would get the sixth overall pick from the Giants. A 2024 second, a 2025 first, a 2025 second, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Hmm. Thibodeau, uh, defense pressure. Comes off the corner. Uh, so that would be, you would get your extra first-round pick. It's not just a swap. You'd get their first-rounder next year. Mm-hmm. And their second this year and next year. And their second this year and next, uh, next and a young pass rusher. Uh, okay. Well, but wait. At six, what are you getting? That's the thing. Well, you're keeping Justin. Like, that's the... That's a keep Justin move. That's a keep Justin move. All right, if you keep Justin, that's not what I would do, but I think that's a proper return for one. I would put it that way. If you're going to trade one, I would think that that's a proper return. I would think that's a proper return for one also. Yes, absolutely so, not a problem. So, okay. And maybe you get your J.J. McCarthy or whatever you want at nine, and you pick up your offensive well, you're tackle you're, you're, or you're, a receiver at six. You're picking at six, and you're picking at nine. Right. So if you're, there's I combination wouldn't do it, there. But if you're keeping Justin, okay. Or if you love Bo Nix, you get him later on. That's true, too. Thibodeau's right. intriguing because he's a young pass rusher, too, so... Uh, looking at the odds for next quarterback, where Justin will be, and what's interesting is where Russell Wilson will be. This was off the board earlier, and uh, I was alerted to this by uh, one of your favorite callers, Downtown Dean. Downtown Dean. Uh, there was a story we read yesterday in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that said that they were not interested in bringing in Russell Wilson or Justin Fields, that right. they want uh, Kenny Pickett to be the starter. Right. But now the odds for Russell Wilson have gone from minus 110 to be the Steelers quarterback to minus 250. Wow. And now Justin Fields' odds have shifted, and the Falcons are the favorite at minus 130. The Steelers are plus 350. The Patriots are plus 700. The Bears are plus 750 now. The Bears are much more of a long shot. Again, this is just all the rumors and rumblings that are out there driving these markets. Somebody heard something about Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh tried to play it yesterday, leaking some stuff to local media. No, no, no. We want Kenny Pickett to battle uh, Duck Rudolph. We're good. And by the way, they do call him Duck for whatever. Duck hot. I don't know why. Well, either way, if Denver's unloading Russell Wilson, they're not getting back what they gave up no to chance. get him. Yeah, then that's not going to happen. No chance. And they have to pay all that money. So Russell Wilson would be cheap for the next team. Uh, they'd be cheap for the next team because that's going to be stuck on the books for the Broncos. Yes. Right? Yes. Just, yeah. yes. And they're fine with that. They just want to, they want to move on. They want to be done with it. So but is now the most likely place for Justin Fields, the Falcons? That's what it's starting to I mean, look that, like that, if there's a place for him at all. Hasn't that always been the place? The Steelers thing got some buzz for a while there. The Steelers like, were the favorite yesterday. Yeah, that's only, I think, because of the Schefter report, though. And then people start betting it, and they, the market reacts. Uh, Falcons seem pretty logical. They really do. Yes. If there's a place, it'll be Atlanta. If there's a place. Probably more than anybody else. Falcons seem like the most logical. Uh, Shane Norling chiming in, thinking, saying that you're thinking of Duck Hodges. That's what I said, Duck Hodges. Yeah, not Mason Rudolph. Carmen oh. said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I said. You said they call him Duck Rudolph or something. No, I said Duck Hodges. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Carmen said that. All right, Shay, stop listening. Go have a life.
No, he can listen. No, go have a life. Go take a walk. It's nice out. It's one twenty in the afternoon. Yeah, What's go he going to do? Go take a walk. He takes the station go, with him. Go it take a, a walk. Well, he could be walking and listening. It is well, a beautiful don't text day. And, don't text and walk. Why are you so angry towards Shay? <laughs> we got ratings from the All-Star Game. The NBA All-Star Game drew. It was mm. up from last year's All-Star Game. They drew an audience of 5.5 million wow. viewers. Now, remember... This is an actual basketball game. Whether you want to say defense is being played or not, whatever. Happy birthday, Tom Waddle. Tommy, happy birthday. Tommy! It's still a basketball game, and yet the NFL's Pro Bowl games still outrated the NF, the NBA the, All-Star the, the game. The Pro Bowl still outrated it. By wow. a couple million, a few million. It was 5.79 million, close to a million. 5.79 million people viewed the uh, Pro Bowl, which is more than the NBA All-Star game, which is still actually a game. I, I got to say, I'm a little surprised they even drew that many for the NBA uh, All-Star game, to be honest. That, that seems like a relatively decent number. They can, what, what, what is the, like, the... Mm. The all the uh, major league major baseball, league baseball game? seven million last summer. Oh wow, they get they, more than I thought. Then I guess all right. Why could they be? Why are they trying to fix it? You got five and a half million people watching. Be happy and be done with it already. Right? Eh, you know. Didn't you say the number was like forty four percent or something it's, last yeah, night? Yeah, it was up like forty. It's up forty percent from last I mean, year. That's that's uh, so they did something right. Obviously, yeah. the Saturday night was up like fifty, almost sixty percent from last year. Well, they must have done something right. I don't know. I mean, uh, does, is Adam Silver not as uh, ornery today? After all that, he's got to be happy about that. Ornery. Ornery. I don't know. He was not happy at the end of the weekend. It didn't seem like. So maybe he's a little uh, a little more content with things right now. Oh, Shay says he's at the gym, by the way, too. That a boy. Good for him. All right. Shea's I take it back. Get the workout. I take it back. For him. I, I was the captain. There's some stress. Hey, bro. Some lunges. You, hey, bro. Can you yeah, spot me? Yeah, he's going to spot, bro. Hey, bro. Can bro, you spot can me? Can you spot me, Shay? Spot me, bro. Can I get you a spot? You want to do some leg lifts? Hey, can you spot bro, me, bro? He's Soon he's going to be shooting shower videos at the gym like Cap. I hope he's trying to get a rep off right now. and like laughing. He's starting laughing. Hey, bro. Can you spot me? Oh, my God. Can you spot, spot me? Hey, I do shower, no shot. <laughs> do you know who I am? Get what out of my, Shay? Get like, my machine. Right, like is Shay on the cable crossover machine? Is he doing all free weights? Is he doing like No, some he's a kettlebell plyo? guy. Is he doing kettle? Come on. He, he goes plyo? up to a dude that's on his machine that he wants to use and try to big bro him by telling him he's, he's a Cap and Jay Hood's person. Hey, you know, you know no David shot. Kaplan? Shot or no shot, I you're going to get off this machine and let me do my lift. <laughs> shot or no shot. I hope we uh, ruined his lift. I hope we that. Too. Uh, Chicago Magazine put out a ranking of the 50 most powerful Chicagoans. Mm. Now, there's a lot of politicians. You're easy. There's a lot of politicians. There's a lot of uh, hedge funds and money people. But they're, but on there, ranked 11th is Tom Ricketts. Number 20 is Kevin Warren. Mm. 26 is Jerry Reinsdorf. 30 is Danny Wirtz. Number 41 is uh, Barstool Big Cat. No, oh, that's awesome. And 43, he's a Bears minority owner, Pat Ryan. Pat Ryan, yeah. Is that a correct order of the most powerful Chicago, I would let's say owners, CEOs and whatnot? Yeah, but what are they just calling them? People? The, the movers, 50 the most 50 powerful most people powerful in people. Chicago, yeah. but I gave, you, I gave you the sports ones. So like the governor's on there, the mayor's right, right. on but there, the, like all the that kind of stuff. sports ones seem to, those all seem to kind of fall properly in line. I might argue that someone within the Bears family should be number one on that list. But there's so many. Rinkets, or you like the highest. But there's so many. I know. That's true. I love that Big Cat's on there. 
Big Cat's 41 That's out of 50. That's outstanding. Good for Big Cat making the list. He's definitely one of the 50 most I think powerful. I would put Kevin Warren over Ricketts. That's what I'm saying. I think like someone from the Bears family or Kevin Warren you should put be higher. Kevin Warren, the president of the Bears, over the owner yeah. of the Chicago Cubs. Maybe I'm crazy. That's well, interesting. Yeah, you're crazy. Right, no, as of right now, That's interesting. Wrigley isn't moving. The Bears are going to move. Like, yeah, Kevin guy, Warren is more powerful make, than Ricketts right now. It doesn't make Kevin Warren powerful. Or Ricketts owns a, a Ricketts, franchise. Ricketts putting a triple-A team on the field. What are we doing here? No, it's more than a triple-A team. Why is it that Jerry Reinsdorf is hat in hand at Springfield? What do you think Kevin Warren's going to be doing? He'll be hat in hand, He's too. Gonna He'll be, be hat, hat in hand, hand, too. I don't think there should be as much of a gap, maybe, between Ricketts and Warren. I would put it that way. I don't think there should be the 11 spots or whatever it was. Or maybe it was nine spots. Nine spots. spots. The nine spots between them. It depends but. who's in between. And it's yeah. like various Chicago people. Half of them I didn't know who they were, to be honest. That's because they're just gazillionaires. Yeah, lucky they members are. Of the, the only members thing is Ke- of the Lucky Sperm Club. I think Kevin Warren is very much in control right now of the most powerful sports entity in Chicago. And that is the Bears. I guess that's the only thing. The only reason I'd argue that maybe he should be a little higher. But Ricketts is the owner. I guess and my right, point is like, what is Ricketts doing right now? Kevin Warren is trying to build a new but he's trying yeah, but he's trying to build a new stadium. Like he's you know, like this is right now the Bears are a bigger deal. Yeah, and like I said, he's in control, I think, of the most powerful sports entity. One in could town. build his own stadium, the other one needs help building his stadium. Do you get what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. So who's more powerful? The guy that did it and built it? Or the guy that's trying to go hat in hand to Springfield next oh, yeah. to he's, try to get financing for the stadium. He's lining up next. You think he's mad at Jerry? Think oh, he's for mad? going to yeah. Springfield and trying to get like the money? Yeah. The last three weeks? I think mm-hmm. the McClaskeys might be. You think they're, yeah, I think yeah. they're mad at Jerry? They ah. might be. You beat us to the punch. Wait, Jerry, man. Don't mess with Jerry. And finally, on the lunch rush, uh, we were so close, Carmen, you and I, Denny Hamlin. What happened? So close. I turned to Yurko, NASCAR expert, NASCAR aficionado. What happened? What happened? Denny Hamlin was uh, in the top five. There was a big one, the wreck. Caught up in the big one. Jeez. They got caught up in the big one. He ended up getting shuffled back a little bit, was probably sitting in about the fourth row. How normal is it that they use a photo from the wreck? To determine the winner of the Daytona five or any race, it's kind of abnormal because they were taking the white flag. Mm. So the final lap was coming. They're taking the white flag, and then something happened right before. And I guess if you're in the final lap, which they determined, you don't go green white checker. They used to go green white checker. You well, don't they do were that in, anymore. They were in overtime. That's why. Oh, they were already in. Yeah, overtime. they were in yeah. overtime, and then the the wreck happened. So that's the end of the but race. They used a I picture thought, with him like by like half a nose. I don't in know. front. I don't know, and this is what I'm going to say. Eight eight laps left, nine laps left, that's when the big one happened. They red flagged the race, cleaned all the debris off the track, then they started going, and then they got to five laps left, I believe, when they went green. Hmm. It was either five or four laps left. So there was no overtime at that point. I thought I saw We they were sitting clear. in the studio, they, and we they, were watching it, and they, they, it flashed on the screen, overtime laps. I didn't even know there was such a thing as overtime in racing. Who knew? Well, then they, I mean, there, you there wasn't another. There no wasn't idea. another neck uh, a wreck until the last one yeah. where Ross Chastain moved in. I just thought once they took the white flag, if they had crossed the finish line, then they were going to roll the race over in the cautionary period. Uh, whoever was in front hmm. at the line is the one that ends up a winner. All I know is it looked like for a minute there we might hit with our guy, and know. then the yeah. wreck happened, and that Either was way, it. I don't even know about overtime. What do I know? Hendricks Motorsports ran one and two in the race. 
And for me, the guy that caused the big one was 24, and he ended up winning and the he damn won. race. Yeah. Hendricks has done well at Daytona over the years, right, Yerk? I, I read I'm, that? I, I'm sure he's had Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson. So they've done quite well, yeah. So I think mm-hmm. they've done pretty, quite pretty well, good. yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Oh, one last thing. Is this Drive? Is this the music from Drive? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I, I thought. That's the movie it. Drive? I don't yeah. know yeah. what it is. That's what I, I thought. I thought it was the music from Drive. You said it's like, a lunch rush. We're rushing around. Rush. Yeah. Drive. what you did there, Chris. It's a great That's movie. Good. Drive, yeah. Like it is Ryan a good Gosling. movie. Oh, I love that movie. It's a very good movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's a great movie. What do you like more? Because they came out relatively in relative close proximity. Drive or Baby Drive? Drive. Okay, drive, drive. drive. Yeah. Baby, Baby driver is good. Though. Baby driver is not bad. But drive is better. better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Drive is better. That's a sneaky good movie. Very good. All right, I like the lunch rush. Two o'clock. We'll talk to Jesse live in Arizona. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. All right, so Jesse will join us in about 20. We'll get a baseball update a couple times a week from Jesse out in Arizona at spring training. We've got a game on the air already on Friday. We'll be off a little bit early on Friday. Uh, We will be off at 2 because the White Sox and Cubs will be playing live at the Cactus League, and you can catch the game right here on your home for White Sox baseball. And Jerry Reinsdorf is down in Springfield, according to reports, uh, making the rounds today, asking, begging, Please give me a billion dollars. Please give me a billion dollars. I read a good story Adam sent me today. What was that um, publication, Adam? It was blockclubchicago.org. Got that? Blockclubchicago.org. Blockclubchicago.org. They talked to a bunch of business owners down around Bridgeport, sure. you know, in Bridgeport around the stadium. Some would be very sad and feel like their businesses would struggle. You touched on that last yep. week a little. Yep. Our, our great friend, Billy Guidi, we love the Guidi family. Yep. They own Cork and Carry, the original one on Western. And Guidi, the Guidi Inn by Midway, yeah, by Midway is a legendary place. Sure. They own Cork and Carry at the park, the old Jimbo's. We will be there again for opening day this year, White Sox yes, opening day. Yes, we will. Yes, on we March will. 28th, I think it's Sox-Tigers to open up the year, if I'm not mistaken. What a slate. What a slate. Sox-Tigers. Well, we always have fun, though, when we go to Cork and Carry, that's for sure. You know, those uh, they talk to the owner of Turtles. Um, there's definitely some that are very worried about what business would look like if the White Sox leave. Not all the owners express dismay. <laughs> the guy that owns uh, uh, Bricks and Sticks, the pizza place, Yerk, right there on sure. that's 33rd. Yeah, I know you're <laughs> on the north side of the park. That's good pizza joint right yeah, there. Yeah, he basically yeah. He goes, eh, no biggie. He goes, they take up too much of our parking anyway. <laughs> There he goes. That's the way he feels. They talked to your guys, the guys that own Pharaohs. You love that place. Mm-hmm. He wasn't all that worried. He goes, look, yeah. I've got my regulars. I, right. I, you know, he's pe- got his customers. Pe- people come here. My customers come here. And he right. said he, he's not dependent upon White Sox baseball it, for those guys that sell Italian beef sandwiches. Exactly. I know you love that place. I love that place. I stop by there, boy, probably once a month. Yeah. During the e- summer, it's easier to get to, you know. Easy in and out for you. Getting easy back and, and forth out. on the, the express. Good breakfast in. sandwiches there. Yeah. The phenomenal. So not everybody is all that worried. Some are. And look, I would feel their pain. I mean, the Sox have been down there if, for a if century. I'm grandstand, if I'm yeah, grandstand, grandstand that would right? Be. I mean, they've got a lot of Sox. They got Cubs. They got uh, uh, Bears. They got Blackhawks. They, they got a ton of stuff there. But it obviously doesn't hurt them when you're right. bringing 22,000 Chicago White Sox fans in there. Yeah. At least that's what they announce. 15,000 White Sox fans a night there. 
you know, then the big games come in, you're bringing even more there. Right. So I'm sure they get some of that business. I'm sure that's oh, probably right. going to hurt them. Yeah. You know, they're sports fan specific. Anything that's sports fan specific, I think that our guys at Buffalo Wings and Rings and Things and Things. I think they'd be all right. Uh, yeah, but, you know, that's also like a, a place to meet like a before the White place. Sox game. Then you sit and you have some wings, you have a couple of beers, and then you load up on their bus. Yeah. You know, they got their trolley system to take you over there. And then they'll take you back, and then it's a place to kind of have one final one before you get out of Dodge. I guess you'd have to sort of market it going forward as, like, if you're in the neighborhood, if you live in the neighborhood, you could still hang here, and we'll still yeah. bus you to the new park. You know, you, yeah. we'll, we'll trolley you up a couple of miles up north, uh, and we'll get well, you, you there you got somehow. a trolley already, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel... I feel for them a little bit. I, I who knows what's going to happen with all. What about Rickabini's? You think Rickabini's gives a rat's no, ass? No, they've been there. They're on twenty six. They're right under the highways, right? Yeah, they right. ain't worried about nothing. They got the breaded steak sandwich. What are they worried about? Yeah. Just giving you enough room to sit down and, and eat is what they need. I don't think. I don't. They think got plenty of, those, of space in there. They do. I don't think like the Polo Inn. I don't think the Polo Inn would worry one bit. Yeah. Like, they've got a loyal customer base anyway that's probably got very little to do with game day. Yeah. It's just a place that's quite good, actually, and has been there in Bridgeport forever. The Polio Inn? Polo Inn. Polo Yurko, Inn. Not oh. the Polio Inn. I didn't know. You know, they got <laughs> pictures of Roosevelt up there. I mean, that's I don't know. Standing I don't know. You know? They might be paying tribute, you know? to it. You know, who was it that uh, Jonas Salk, right? Was it Jonas yes, Salk? Jonas Salk, yes. I mean, they yes, might have yes, pictures yes. of Jonas Salk up at the Polio Inn. No. How are we it's supposed to Polo know? Inn. Marco great Polio, the great Italian. <laughs> the Polo Inn's got one of the best burgers in the city. Uh, Bridgeport Coffee House, great place. Beautiful place. They, they're, they're independent from any crowd that is going to... You know, right. go to the White Sox game. So some of those businesses would be okay. Right. The economic I see how some would suffer. Like, the, I'd worry about right. our guy, Billy Guidi, what he thinks about it. They they do yeah. good business in the summer they're, because of the But they're a neighborhood joint. When we're there, you, how many people are coming by saying hello? Yeah. You know how that is? It's a neighborhood joint. We'll have to ask Billy when we get down there. I mean, yeah, time. it's probably like some really cash-heavy days when uh, a couple of the ball games are in there. But everybody leaves. You're dependent on the neighborhood during the game, right? Because everybody's going to the game. If that's what they stopped in there for, the yeah, neighborhood's I, still going to keep you afloat. Um, yeah, I, I, they've been just bonus. Dollars. You know, now you've got the other the other person in that war talking about like we need to figure out a way to do this to to offer them the exact same thing that this what is it block seventy eight right that block seventy eight is going to offer. Uh, they've been talking about that down there for years. I don't know. They've never been able to come close to really replicating anything that looks like Wrigleyville or what these new renderings would look like. Uh, oh, we need to come together as a community and, and say we can offer you the same things. I don't know that that's doable or possible. This plot of land is desirable for a lot of reasons, I think, for the White Sox. They, they should have moved there 30 years ago. They should have had the vision to move there and do that. Now, I believe Nicole Lee... Is the alderman for? I believe that's correct. where uh, U.S. Comiscular is I right now. That's correct. And then Pat Dowell looks like the alderman where the seventy-eight is at. Yeah. Just so we know who we're talking about, the it's not my guy Peter Chico mm-hmm. out in the beautiful Tenth Ward, the f- former police officer, does a wonderful job for the people on the east side. I just I find just it, so we know. I find it comical the way the Sox have gone about this and the way Jerry's gone about this. From threatening to move to Nashville not too long ago, or at least dropping those rumors that that was done for a very calculated reason. Let's face it. And now trying to beat the Bears to the punch on you know 
public tax money and to claim that, well, it's not a new tax, it's an existing tax. And Well, we knew what he was doing all when he said One it. billion. I'm, you, I think you, you it's know comical. how it's going, Carm. You're not a fool, right? I'm not. When you I, hear I, the I, words, uh, no new taxes, yeah, we just want to expand upon the taxes that are already there. We'll all end up f- uh, footing the bill for it anyway, I'm sure, and we're all suckers. And we'll keep going because we like these teams. They've been in our blood for a long time. I'll go. They stay where they are. I'll go. They build a new park. I'll go. I'll be there. You, of course, you will be. You're a Sox fan. Sheep. We're, the, we're sheep. Well, you said, you, listen. Sheep. Be critical yourself, not of the good kid. We're sheep. Yeah. Okay. You're not as much. That's true. I definitely am. So, I'll go. I know you will. I'll go this year. I'll oh, go. Stay away. Protest by saying, "Wait, I'll Carm, go." I'm going to get invited to go. It's not going to cost me a dime. I'm going to have some chicken wings. I'm going to have some tenders. I'm going to have <laughs> some other board affair, and it's going to be delicious for me. Fair. Danny's in Schaumburg. What up, Danny? Hey, we're going to have to do a White Sox uh, hater bet again. This year. I'm the hater where I will have to do a uh, whiskey. We don't have to do Booker's. Maybe did I? Did, yeah, did we do one last year? No, we missed it. So we got to do one again. I think because I knew different. there. I think I had a I had a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach. I don't know. Yeah, your guy, the hedge fund guy yeah. that made all the dough, called you right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's, I think that's why this, I stayed away. This Reinsdorf thing really pisses me off, though. Like this guy's got a lot of nerve. So first of all. You guys said we are sheep. The fact that we're still letting this Illinois Sports Authority, this is an antiquated, outdated, corrupt bureaucracy. It should be dismantled, and the tax should be repealed. And we're going off too easy in the dark night. We should put our foot down and go, no. I I heard Kaplan yesterday morning. Well, it's only a hotel uh, tax. You don't pay it. It doesn't matter. Taxation is theft, especially for a a baseball stadium. This guy wants to turn around and and sell the team. I mean, I want some money to fix up the house in Schaumburg so I can turn around and flip it, move down to the NAEP and be happy. Am I going to get a dime from them? Are you going to get a hotel tax on that, Danny? Right. I mean, oh, it's only a hotel. No, that's the wrong way of thinking. Yeah. It's still a public tax. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, and 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 they've done nothing. Like we said yesterday, that that Crane story said that the Illinois Sports Authority has done nothing to pay those bonds back on Soldier Field. That that should be blown up, that that association. However you want to take it. It, End it. It, It's a joke. And with all the stuff going on, oh, yeah, let's build Jerry a new stadium so he can turn around and flip it when he croaks. I mean, come on. I know. Danny thinks. And it was all created because he threatened to leave. And it speaks to what the teams usually do mean to us, that that the state government... Felt it necessary to create something like that and well, give him a two White Sox deal. fans, right? Daly and, and Jim, Thompson. Thompson, Jim Thompson, right? Jim Thompson was the well, Chicago Sports Authority, right? Illinois, is that what it is? Illinois, Illinois Sports, Sports Authority. Authority, yeah. They but they basically that. created because yeah. he was we'll threatening just pay off the debt. Well, look at this guy's hair. We'll just wow. give you the debt. That's it's tall. That's very uh, tall. He Hold was on. okay. Go ahead, Billy Guidey. Yeah, but is Billy listening? It sucks. Yes. Yeah. If they're saying it doesn't matter, they're full of BS. Mm. Tell Carm thanks for the shout out. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I love Billy. Yeah, you don't Good have dude. his number. I uh, I don't know if I. Of course, have I, I think Billy's I have Billy's number. number. Of course, I, think I, I do, got his but, number. Um, the movers and shakers in the city of Chicago. Where the hell is Billy Guidey on that list? So, Top fifty. He's not on there. Billy should be on there. Shocked. Uh, let me look. Legendary bar owners. I'm shocked. Legendary saloon keepers. What the hell's going on? In the city of Chicago. Fellas. But yeah, the whole thing was created because Jerry just, you know, basically threatened to move to Sarasota. They just started building yeah. Tropicana Field. But little did we know we should have let him go. Man, Man, at the time, I would have argued. Now, yeah. as a grown-up, I might not argue as much. Yeah. The sad thing is I do was love the Was he going to take Sox. the bull with him? 
No. Was he no. taking the bull to Sarasota, too? The sad thing is, Yerk, I do love the White Sox. You know, like I, I know do. You do. I know. You're a fan. You're a big fan. I do. And they make it so hard. And, like, what if they did leave? I mean, obviously, my life would go on. I'm not that crazy. I mean, I love the White Sox, but, like, all of our lives would go on. Listen, when we lost maybe to Chicago. maybe we should have let him go. Pardon? We lost to Chicago staying. I was... <laughs> You know what I'm saying, France? But, but, not France. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, Arno Steffenhagen, Steffenhagen and Carl yeah. Heinz Marhead, Pato, yeah. all the greats. Yeah, they left us, man. The, but, the the yellow, the 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 black, the little bumblebees out on the field. But the threat of them moving thirty plus years ago, and you know Jerry. Knowing how France, to sort France of sway Mafieu. political... Franz Mafieu. Franz Mafieu, yeah, that's, that's who it was. Knowing how to influence politicians in the right way, and politicians worried about the blowback that might come from a team like the White Sox moving, they basically just said, okay, here, anything you want, we'll bend over, go ahead. And all these years later, they've done nothing to pay down those bonds, nothing other than the interest, really. We're going to be footing the bill as taxpayers... Uh, for perpetuity, it seems yeah, it like. Seems like, yeah. Just, just keep funneling and, money, and, and here they go again. Another billionaire, basically just saying, "Well, give me a billion dollars in tax money, whether it's a hotel tax or not. It's a tax. It's a tax." Jesse will join us live in Arizona in about twelve minutes. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Mike Trout's been a topic the last uh, 24 hours or so, Yurk. You see that? I guess it's like they were asking him about ever demanding or asking for a trade. He seems content. Uh... You know, for all the ball busting that happens when guys do move, especially in the NBA, I guess you just say, well, and let him be. He's obviously happy enough there. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know how he'll look back on his career. None of us will ever really know. He is without question, like, truly one of the greatest players of the last 50 years in Major League Baseball. I mean, he is that legitimately good. He's played three playoff games. I mean, that's not on Mike Trout, obviously. That's on that organization. Right. Um, I, I, I hate to compare it to what happened uh, decades and decades ago in baseball because it's obviously so much easier to make the playoffs now. Um, you really can't compare it to Ted Williams and, and the Red Sox. But, you know, Ted Williams famously played in one postseason. Uh, Ted Williams made it to the playoffs once. He played in one World Series. He played seven games. Uh, Ernie Banks never played in one, did he, Yerk? Right? Uh, Ernie, uh, he yeah. in, Ernie Banks never played in a, I in don't a playoff so. game. I don't believe so, yeah. Uh, now, again, it's hard to compare those things because it's so different. It, it's more. It's it's much more egregious that the Angels have botched this the way they have because a lot of teams make the playoffs, and not only did they have Trout uh, these last handful of years, they also had Shohei. I yes, mean, they did. It's really remarkable. They had two of the best players in baseball. Yeah. You know, it's really remarkable. But uh, I, I don't know if you begrudge the guy for not wanting. You know, it's like these guys can't win. They bust their balls in the NBA when they want to move. When Mike Trout doesn't want to move, they're like, oh, what a loser. He doesn't want to go somewhere where he can win. I guess uh, he's content. And Mike Trout has to answer to no one. Well, that's true, Yerk. You're he right. He answers to himself. 
he can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. If he feels like staying in L.A. is the place that he wants to stay yeah. and he wants to try to win it with the team that he's been with forever, then that's up to him. Yeah. And he might, at the end of the day, uh, I don't know how long his contract goes, but he might be able to sign uh, something right at the end of his deal if it still hadn't happened, if they still want him, where, hey, let's bring some talent in here and let's make a charge. Hmm. And I want to be part of it in the uh, last portion of my you know, my being as a baseball player. He's he's thirty two already. Right. Um so boy it went fast. You know, you really they really botched it. They missed yeah. they missed but the five golden years, years ago they got Shoei, right? Yeah. Five years ago they did. And they so he was twenty seven. They didn't botch it. They tried to get Shoei. They tried to make it happen. They got the Joe Madden they, they, in, right? They got Rendon. They got, they got Ma- Joe Madden. They got everything. I mean, at some point, though, you got to put it together on the field. How is it? You got to play together. Guys still got to like each other. I don't care what anybody says. It's easier to show up to the park when you get along with everybody. Jeez. And then you can go out there and you can go, you know, pull in the positive direction with each other and find ways to win games. Yeah. Those 86 uh, Mets loved each other. Yeah, they were, they were weird, but. Partying. <laughs> Oh, boy, doing all that cocaine. They're having a ball, right? They were wild. They're but... having a ball, but they, they'd win. They were partying, having a great time. They still produced on the field. If they didn't produce on the field, it would have been awful for them. And then there's, like, the late 70s Yankees, and it seemed like they hated each other, but somehow they won, too. Sometimes Exactly. It doesn't matter as long as they can put the effort together yeah, to make it happen. As long as it kind of comes together in some way. And then there's some guys on that team that don't give a rat's ass what you're doing. Partying, not partying, hating each other. Doesn't matter. They always show up and they just go to work. Mm. Yeah, and then they're impervious to all the crap. They don't care about the crap. They just work. The, the crux of your team needs to be made up of those guys that want to work. Yeah. And they want to come to the park and just want to bust their ass. And whatever anybody else is doing is not a distraction to them. It's going to be one of the all-time just like, I don't know what you call it, uh, flubs or missed opportunities. or I, I really don't know. But to have those two guys for as long as they did. And, you know, they, they've each ran into some injury problems, even while they were together, obviously. Shohei had to be shut down twice as a pitcher. You know, uh, Trout's had some injuries crop up here in the last, what, in three of the last four seasons, he hasn't been able to play a full season. So that's got something to do with it, I suppose. But it's going to be one of the all-time misses to have two great players like that and to have a player as good as Trout has been uh, to, you know, nary a playoff, one playoff appearance. It makes you think of King Felix in Seattle. King Felix never threw a pitch in the postseason. Yeah. The guy might end up making the Hall of Fame, York. It, I mean, ha- it happens in football. Now you got 14 teams making it all the time. But back in my day, Paul Gruber never played a playoff game. Yeah, it is kind of Gruber amazing. was an offensive tackle out of the University of Wisconsin, played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He never even sniffed a playoff game. I mean, at least there, you know, you're, it's... He was still considered the best tackle that came out of his, like, group that yeah. he came out of. He was a guy that went to the Pro Bowl a number of different times. Yeah. He had no problem, but, you know, he had zero problems. But you would like to, play at some game. point, get into a playoff game just so you could see what it's like. Did Joe Thomas play a playoff game? No, I don't think Did so. Did he miss it? Yeah. Did they never make it when Joe Thomas was I there? I think when Joe Thomas was there, uh, they went, like, when Butch Davis took over, they went to a playoff in, like, 04. Hmm. When they had, I forget the quarterback's name. It was now. like Derek Anderson, yes. wasn't it? Yes, they went to like in '04. They went to the playoffs. Then they kept missing, wow. and then for a long time, then Joe Thomas came on board, and for ten, twelve years, they couldn't get to the playoffs at all. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's like that's the, the perfect example of what you were talking about, like slam dunk lock Hall of Fame, and just yeah, and never that couldn't the even playoffs. couldn't even play a. Is playoff it his fault? Joe Thomas never played in the playoffs. No, because he was he great. doesn't have a playoff resume. No, why? Because he was never on a team that was good enough. Bad team, yeah. bad franchise. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing at the Angels. I, I, I think Jeff. it's the one thing that you know people complain about or do things about. 
I got a chance to play six years in a row in the playoffs. That's awesome. Went to two championship games. Never went to a Super Bowl. But all my peers were checking us out playing on the TVs. That's what was great. You, you ended up in good Everybody situations. Checked, yes, right? like, exactly. Good coaches. Jacksonville, good. I was part of creating a good situation. Right. Green Bay, um, others joined us to help make the situation we're in a whole lot better. Yeah. So, you know, we benefited. Yeah. We benefited there. It's nice to play for those two coaches, too, and those organizations that you're right. Like, especially the Packers. I as much as I hate to say it. There haven't been many dips over the years, and the quarterback play has obviously helped sustain uh, that. But just yeah. like, yeah, you we you played like in a dozen playoff games. We looked. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Well, we had like eight players of impact come in. That's amazing. In '96 in Jacksonville, uh, three via the trade, uh, three via draft, and five via free agency, including Leon Searcy. Mm. Natron joined us. Clyde Simmons joined us. All right, coming up next, we'll get a spring training update from Jesse Rogers. He's with the Cubs and Sox live in AZ. We're back in two minutes.